You know what I think is becoming more and more important for agile leaders and practitioners? Balance. You can't be at your best for yourself or for your teams if you're constantly overwhelmed with decision fatigue, too many options, too much competing information, and too much pressure. And you know where it starts? It starts in how you learn and teach agile skills themselves. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Great to see you. You may find that production is a little spotty in the coming weeks as I, first of all, continue to battle with the world's longest, most persistent cold. But also, as you may know, I've recently launched a leadership immersion and learning experience for badass leaders among you. It is a year-long process. And the first round of inductees are, I think, about 16 wide, 16 brave souls for which I feel responsible for educating in the badass agile way. And the goal is to create, finally, after three years of podcasting this stuff, that elite tribe of leaders. And man, it is going great and we're having tons of fun. If you want to find out more about it, just reach out at contact at badassagile.com or stay tuned here. But I'm expecting to grow a lot through teaching and leading and helping others emerge as badass leaders. One of the first things that occurred to me is what's the right way to learn? Well, before we dig in, let's remember why we're here. To create a unique tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a powerful and unstoppable force in this industry. All right. And if this helps you, don't forget to tell your friends, guys. And hey, one more time, thank you for being badass, for being true believers. I love you because you're crazy. All right, let's dig in. You guys have a lot of options in terms of frameworks, in terms of education choices, when you're trying to help organizations become more agile, what do you choose? Scrum, Lean, Kanban. And then when you try to scale at the enterprise level, you've got another set of choices. Should it be Nexus? Should it be safe? Should it be less? Or something else? And hey, the moment you pick one and immerse yourself deeply in it, guess what happens? A new one comes out and the learning and the deciding begins anew. And that's to say nothing of your journey as a leader, as an agilist, as a practitioner, as a team member. The options are truly endless. So here's what I want you to focus on in the coming weeks and months. Whichever learning path you choose, remember that the best way to learn is through experience. And in the mad hot rush to get it right and to get it all now, it probably feels overwhelming to sift through all of these choices and figure out where to invest your time while the marketplace constantly battles for your attention. Buy this tool, buy this toy, learn this technique, read this book. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a balanced approach. Now, many of you know I'm not a huge proponent of certification, but that doesn't mean that the certification courses are valueless. In fact, quite the opposite. The truth is there is value in all learning. Every time you sit down and take a course, even if it's a two-day weekend warrior special, 
you're still going to learn a ton. Here's a way to think about it. You probably drive a car. I still, to this day, get a little nervous around traffic circles. Right, that one-way hub with multiple spokes where there's no real rules and it's enter when safe, first come, first serve. There's only one way to get good at mastering traffic circles, and that's to drive through them. Now, nobody would suggest that you spend the next year or two years learning about every traffic circle in the world, studying it, thinking about it, planning to drive through it, and then driving through it. You just drive through your first one, and then every traffic circle that you encounter after that has an element of novelty or newness or the unexpected to it. And your job is to compare the traffic circle you know to the traffic circle you don't know, make note of the differences, and update your mental model to account for those unique characteristics. As long as you get the big idea of traffic circles, you can feel comfortable that you can get out on the road, and when you run into one, you can pretty much handle it. From where you are now, you can only get better with more experience. Now, it's got to be the same way when you're learning your craft. Don't let all of these choices, all of these decisions, all of these brands, all of these options, and all of these providers overwhelm you. And I'll tell you why. For one, if you spend too much time worrying which one to pick, you're never going to drive your first traffic circle, and you're never going to get the experience that'll help you get going. But you know what the other problem is? If you invest too dogmatically into one kind of traffic circle, and that's the only one that you will drive, and you refuse to allow your mental model of traffic circles to be updated, guess what's going to happen? You become too rigid and too stiff in your thinking. And the minute something evolves or changes or demands an increased level of skill, you're going to suffer. You're going to struggle. So my best advice is this. Don't try to find the one. Don't look for one framework or process or educational model that solves all of the world's problems at once because it doesn't exist. Take the best thinking from each and every model or process or tool that you encounter, and then your job is to reflect on them. Try them. See which pieces work for you and which pieces don't add any value. And from there, you can build your own model of application that is perfect for you and your practice. Because you know what, guys? We as humans perform at our best when we model natural systems. If you underwater a plant, it dies. But don't forget, if you overwater a plant, it dies too. There is a perfect balance that every system expects. And if you exceed those limits, some compromise or compensation has to be made, and those compromises and compensations are not good for the system. How do you expect to be effective as a leader, as a practitioner, if you're constantly bombarded with this new option, that new philosophy, this new tool or technique? You guys know that I love to keep it simple, and there's a good reason for that, because balance exists in simplicity. Elegance exists in simplicity. So your best bet is never going to be to sign up for a strict regimen of courses that demand all of your attention and force you to think about problems a certain way. Your best bet is to experience something, take on some learning, take on some challenge. Look for counsel and advice in one particular school of thought and see what happens. Document, reflect, 
explore, examine, think, ask powerful questions, and then move on and examine the next school of thought. Just be careful about your belief system. What are your beliefs about how deeply you must study or how exhaustive you have to be in examining one framework, one system, or one school before you get out there, practice, apply, and experience for yourself? Being balanced as a learner means that you are open and accepting of all ideas. I mean, think about it. If you could just be open and accepting, you at least don't get tangled up in the wars between practitioners in School A versus School B, where you're constantly defending the rightness of one over the other. Elevate and remove yourself from those single-minded allegiances and instead commit yourself to exploration, examination, questioning, and arriving at your own philosophy. You know, too often, all of these ideologies, processes, and prescriptions create too much absolutism, holy wars about the right way, one way over another. But part of the reason for that is that we're trying to be all things to everyone by being super prescriptive, giving people scripts to run, templates to fill out. But I don't think it was always that way. Read deeply instead in the classics. Read the great works of philosophy, where the great thinker started with a hypothesis and then explored its suitability. They tested it to ask whether or not it survived the simple test of being true and applicable in a wide range of circumstances. If we thought that way more often, I think we could provide a more valuable service to agile practitioners and the people they serve. And I say this to someone who now runs a school of their own. I have to be careful to believe that what I'm doing complements the existing body of knowledge, not replaces it. Which is why I'm always so careful to say that there are so many wonderful people who teach us what to do to be agile. But I'm interested in finding the truth about how we become who we need to become in order to lead with distinction, with significance, to create heroes. My friends, I hope this inspired you today to be more balanced, to reserve more of your energy, to broadening your thinking, to serve a wider range of clients in a wider range of circumstances, to shut out the noise of the competing schools that are out there. We need you to be more balanced, to have that mental, physical, and emotional space reserved for you to do the work of serving your most important clients and finding your own fulfillment and truth. Hope you enjoyed this one, guys. You can reach out, as always, at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. Look forward to hearing from you, and until next time, stay badass. Badass.